Hallelujah. Great things, great things, great things. We welcome you this morning to the historic Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church, the birthplace of gospel music. We are so grateful that you decided to join in with us today. We thank those of you who made your way out, who pressed your way through, huh? I know we had, look, we had all of the seasons in one week, winter, spring, summer, fall. I would sing that, but I'm not going to do it. But uh, we had all of the seasons in one week, but today the sun is shining. God is shining on us because the sun is shining, the S-U-N. And if we came to celebrate the S-O-N, can I get some help in this place today? Come on, lift your head. Come on, lift up your head, though ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is Yes, yes. Again, we welcome you. Thank you for those on the live stream tuning in right now. For those of you on Facebook, go ahead and hit that share button. We thank you so much for tuning in. Go ahead and type something in the chat to let you know, let us know rather where you're watching and where you're listening from. For those of you on the YouTube side, go ahead and hit that subscribe button real quick, real quick. Not only do that, do us another favor. Hit the subscribe and then turn your live notifications on. You what she's talking about, preacher. That's so you don't have to look for the link every week. That means the minute we go live, your phone lights up, your iPad lights up, your computer lights up, so you don't have to go searching. We're trying to help those of you who are still at home. So come on and help us out with that. Share it with your neighbors. Share it with your friends. Look, if you've been vaccinated, tell your neighbor next door to come over and watch with you. All right, all right, all right. Hallelujah in this place. Hallelujah in this place. Our scripture text for today comes from the book of Romans, comes from the book of Romans. Romans chapter 8, Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. That is our reading for today. Thank you so much for those of you who are already standing. That's right. Don't stand for Dana. Stand in reverence to the reading of God's word. Romans chapter 8 and 31. I like the title in the King James. It says, more than conquerors. <laughs> Somebody should have just shouted right there. More than conquerors. It, it reads, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, <laughs> Woo! Who can be against us? I feel like I, I'm, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give y'all a chance to catch up. I, I, I feel like we're we, we moving a little slow. Let's do this again. It says, what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? The word of God is already blessed. Come on, put your hands together for that. If, if you know God is for you, do it matter who against you? It, it don't matter who stand against you. Hallelujah. Let us pray this morning. God, we welcome you into this place. Father God, have your way in this service today, God. God, touch and move like you never have before, God. Give us a fresh anointing today, God. Give us excellence in your name today, God. Let the praises that go forth, God, be a sweet-smelling savor unto you on this day, God. And then, God, if there's someone who's listening and does not know you in the pardon of their sin, let them come forward, God, and give their lives over to you. We pray this prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Since I laid my burdens down. I hope you laid your burdens down when you came to this house of God. Oh, come on. Talk back to me, those who are in the building. And for those of you who are watching via live stream, our Facebook live and also our YouTube channel. Welcome to this, the Ebenezer Missionary Baptist Church. We are so grateful for your presence here today. And we pray that God blesses you real good being in our service today. For those of you who are here in person, praise the Lord for your presence. For those of you who are streaming live with us. Thank you for your presence this morning. I have a couple of announcements. We are certainly are standing side by side with uh, Deacon Sibley and his family this week uh, as we will be having the memorial service here on Thursday. Now someone help me out with the start again. Someone help me out. 11 a.m., amen, 11 a.m. for Deacon Maurice Sibley, uh, and we want to be here in place to support uh, this family. And then uh, the memorial service for Imogene McCray, which is on Friday, and that time is... 12.30. Okay, thank you so very much for helping me out. I was getting different times. I wanted to make certain that we got the right word out. Also, we want to continue to make mention of the vendor fair that is coming up August 7th. Uh, also, uh, the concert out at uh, Country Club's Hills, All Men Lifted, on June 19th. Uh, you can see Minister King uh, for, to confirm your reservations with, for that event. Also, we want to make mention that the class of 2021, your submission of the names and photos are due today. We've already gotten some in, and we wanted to make certain, actually, tomorrow is the last day that you can submit as we get prepared for our celebration of our class of 2021. Also, we're asking you, asking you to make certain that you email the church clerk your email addresses. If you do not have an email address, please establish one so that we can reach out and communicate with you. Now, some of you may be saying, I'm too old, Reverend, to have an email address. No, you're not. No, you're not. If you have a telephone, you got a cell phone, you could have an email address. Amen. And if you are Sister Sally Hogan, who is 90 plus years old, who has an email address, a Facebook account, and YouTube, you can do it too. So if you need some help, you can reach out to one of the younger people here, your, one of your grandchildren, to establish an email address. Or you can see Minister King, he who has volunteered to help as well for those persons who need help setting up an email address. If for whatever reason you don't have a phone or whatever, we will still make certain and work tirelessly to get the information to you, but we need you to help us out. 
Also, we are so excited about June 13th. June 13th, Ebenezer will be celebrating its 119th church anniversary. 119 years, praise ye the Lord. And one of our special guests will be the Reverend Dr. Ozzie Smith, who will be coming uh, to Ebenezer on that Sunday to help us celebrate our, our church's anniversary. And a special birthday acknowledgement to Sally Hogan, who is celebrating her birthday today. Uh, we are so excited. I believe she turned uh, 97 years old, or she's 97 years young. Praise ye the Lord. And she's still as spicy and as vibrant and as beautiful uh, as ever. And so we are excited about her birthday and happy birthday to all the May babies. That includes the First Lady Pamela, whose birthday was on the 25th of May. All the May babies, happy birthday. June, we coming for you soon. Oh, I think I said something. June, we coming for you soon. Praise the Lord for those who were born in June. Let's continue with worship this morning as our music ministry renders their next selection. Thank you. 
go to the throne. We're going to thank God in advance for the gifts. Amen. We're going to thank him in advance for the gifts. Let us pray. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father God, we come into this place. God, we thank you right now in advance, God, for the gifts that we are about to receive in your name. Lord God, we, you know what we stand in need of, God. We ask that you would take these gifts, multiply them, God, the way you do it, God, so that we may continue to do the work of this place, God, that we can continue to do the work of your kingdom, God, building this place for your people. We pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Ebenezer, 
our members who are taking care of the stewardship of this church. We are grateful for what you continue to do. At this time, let us prepare our hearts and minds for our altar call today. Amen. Requesting prayer this morning is Ethel Freeman. We're praying for Robert Burns, the husband of Sister Ethel Burns. We're lifting in prayer Willie Grant and Kenneth Sexton. Praying for traveling mercies for Sister Mother Peak and uh, her cousin who are traveling to California today, who are literally in the air as we speak. We're praying for Christine Brown and Eloise Davis. We are lifting in prayer Sister Minnie Peggs, brothers Al Burton and Sister Mary Burton. We continue to lift in prayer Shirley Anderson and Grace Lee. Continue to lay upon the altar Deacon James Smith and Reverend Mary Grant, who is now home. We're praying for Sarah Billis this morning and Mary Alexander. We're lifting in prayer Brother Alfred Moore, the father of Sister Vicki and Marnita. Brother Moore is in ICU at Christ Hospital, and so we're lifting, lifting him and others in prayer, lifting in prayer, Mary, something in prayer today. Remembering those who are grieving right now. The Sibley family, the Cray family, lifting in prayer right now. That God will sustain them and comfort them during this challenging, challenging, challenging time. Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Eternal God, we come before your presence this morning with thanksgiving upon our lips, gratitude in our hearts, thanking you, God, for your mercy, for your love, and for your presence in our lives. God, you have heard the names that have been lifted, oh God, and we are interceding on their behalf, oh God. They are standing, some are standing in the need of prayer for healing right now. Restoration, oh God. And so we call on you, oh God, to touch them in a mighty, mighty way. We ask, oh God, that you will touch them from the crown of their head to the tips of their toes, oh God. God, some of us in this room and on this screen know you to be a great physician, oh God. Know you to be a healer. Know you to make a way, to be a way maker right now in the name of Jesus. And so, God, we ask that you would have your way in their lives. We're lifting up our young people today, oh God. Those who are members of the class of 2021, we are praying and interceding on their behalf, oh God. Have your way. We're lifting up Ebenezer today, oh God. We're preparing and moving uh, to our celebration month where we are celebrating 119 years of Christian ministry, God. We have seen a lot, done a lot, and been through a lot, oh God. But you have sustained us. You have kept us, oh God, for such a time as this. And so, God, as we prepare to celebrate, oh God, may we be renewed and recharged, oh God, to do the work that you have given to us. 
God, we pray for those who are sick and afflicted among us all. Have your way, O oh God. Have your way. God, we're so thankful. So thankful for what you continuously do in the life of ministry here at Ebenezer. And God, we ask that as we move forward, that you will continue to guide us and direct us. That you will chasten us, oh God, until we become the people you have called us to be. God, we thank you for your mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you, oh God, for your kindness. Now, God, we ask that you would be the balance of this service. That something that may be sung, something that might be uttered, oh God, will speak to the needs of those who have gathered here in faith and who are watching with us all time. God, we pray for a mega word, a word that will sustain us, a word that will inspire us, a word that will keep us and lift us up, and a word that will challenge us. This is our prayer. This is our plea. We're counting it done in Jesus' name. This is our prayer. We lift it from the week of the afternoon. Place it before thy feet. So the all-wise God, we pray for it, say we do pray. And all of God's people say it. graduation season is upon us. The long road for some has concluded for many of them with a certificate or diploma or a degree. It is a season of accomplishment and achievement and we are excited as many young people and adults who have realized uh, a major event in their lives have seen it come true. We have all heard this statement, if your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. Like many of you, I affirm and resonate with this statement because this speaks to self-empowerment. And one of the things that we have discovered is that, that we have a major problem 
And one of the problems is so many of us have very little confidence in ourselves. Whenever we're challenged, challenged to move into new areas that exceeds our zones of comfort, our first response is to fear. And then our next inclination is to say what we cannot do. It is at the point of self-defeatism that we need to hear this statement. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. This declaration not only speaks to the issue of self-confidence, it also challenges us to have some dreams. Some of us believe that we don't have time to dream. For we are caught in such a struggle just to survive from day to day that dreaming is a luxury that we believe we can ill afford either in terms of time or energy. We feel boxed in by life. And our spirits have been broken by so much discouragement that for us dreaming is a frustrating and futile activity. Still others of us believe that we are so far down that dreaming is useless. We don't doubt our abilities and our spirits are not broken, but we have just logically concluded that uh, we can't do any better than where we are right now. And as a consequence, we have stopped dreaming. However, the assertion, if your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it, is a challenge to us this morning to keep dreaming. It is a challenge to us to never allow anyone, anything, never allow any disappointment or any setback or any foe or any discouraging word or any mistake to take away your capacity to dream. For you see, to dream is to grow. Not to dream is to atrophy. To dream is to live. Not to dream is to die. Dreams inspire us to reach upward and outward and onward and inward. Dreams give us a holy discontent. A holy discontent is not anxious restlessness or self-consuming ambition and greed that never allows us to be either thankful or at peace. Holy discontent inspires and stirs our spirit to keep reaching because God is not finished with us yet. Because I declare that God has something else in this life in store for us. It does not matter how old you are. God is not finished with you yet. For every moment of every day, somebody's dream is coming true. Every moment of every day, somebody, no matter, no smarter than we are, if not as smart, somebody who has many obstacles, as many obstacles as we have, if not more, somebody who has made as many mistakes as we have, if not more, somebody who is just as old as we are, if not older, somebody like us who doesn't have as much going for him or her as we do, has a major dream that is coming true. And if their dreams can come true, so can ours. 
Most of us, beloved, like to play it safe. We don't rock the boat too much. And so we don't get too excited about anything. That may come from having a laid-back personality or maybe you've just been socially conditioned to do life that way. Now, I understand that not every phase of this life is a call to arms or a rally to conquer the world. However, I cannot help but sense that far too often we settle for considerably less than what God has in mind for us. That's why we ought to dream big today. And I know dreaming big can be a risky business. Why? Because the bigger you dare to dream, the less happy you are with the status quo. The bigger your dream, the greater your discontent with just floating through life. Big dreams make you not want to row, row, row your boat gently down a stream. Rather, let's rock, rock, rock this boat and hit some white water rapids. Let's get some adrenaline pumping and go have an adventure. Maybe that doesn't sound at all that great to you. Some of you have had all the adventures you want to have and are happy to take things kind of easy for the rest of your journey. If that is what God has called you to do, then you have my blessing. However, if you've taken yourself out of the game on your own, I hope that something will awaken in you today and that you will realize how much more you have to offer when you let God do the driving. If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it. That's a great statement, articulating a great truth. Yet it is not complete, for I should tell you that life is filled with all kinds of obstacles and stumbling blocks and human influences and demonic forces and unexpected circumstances, obstacles like accidents and sicknesses. We have no control over those factors that can block our dreams. Every life, you see, has its share of dream blockers. No matter how much we conceive and believe, we're going to need more than the strength of our own hands to make some things happen. We cannot always drive ourselves by our own steam and expect to reach our goals. We need more than ourselves to achieve some of the dreams of this life. For every worthwhile dream and every great dreamer faces opposition. You don't hear me today. Whether their names are Joseph or whether their name is Daniel, whether their name is Jesus or whether their name is John, whether their name is Martin Luther King Jr. or Fannie Lou Hamer, every worthwhile dream and every great dreamer faces opposition. 
If our goals are high or if our goals are lofty, if we are trying to do the right thing, then we will be opposed by evil. No matter how strong we think we are, we can't fight evil by ourselves. Sometimes our thinking can seem so creative and so visionary, so radical and so prophetic, and sometimes it's just different from the norm and goes against the grain, and we will face human opposition of overwhelming odds. And we cannot fight overwhelming human opposition ourselves and win. Anyone with the attitude that says, it's me against the world, will soon be singing, it's the world. Because the world can crush us. The world can destroy us. The world can set us back. Sometimes people will oppose us out of jealousy, and sometimes they will do it out of spite. Some people really do not get some sort, some of them get a cheap, a, a sense of a cheap thrill out of stepping on and trampling other folks' dreams. Some people don't want anything worthwhile themselves, and then they resent us for wanting something different. Some people don't have any dreams themselves and resent us for having them. And then there are those who attack dreams either from blindness or ignorance. Everyone doesn't see or understand our dreams, and, and what many of us don't see or understand, we immediately attack. No matter how much we conceive and believe, we're going to need more than ourselves to reach our dreams in the face of overwhelming opposition. That's why we hold tight to God's word, which reminds us that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. For the Bible is replete with examples, examples of those who stood against the odds and were victorious. Moses and Aaron opposed one of Egypt's most powerful dynasties and secured the release of God's people from slavery. Joshua and Caleb were justified when they opposed the majority consensus discouraged free slaves who wanted to return to Egypt. Samson once slew 1,000 Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. A shepherd boy named David killed Goliath, a huge giant, and the seasoned warrior with only a slingshot. And then Daniel's prayer was more powerful than the plot of his enemies and the bite of hungry lions. Yet none of these persons, not one of them, stood alone. They stood with the one who is the true equalizer when the odds are overwhelmingly stacked against us. They stood with the one who is an advantage giver no matter how unbalanced the situation. They stood with the one whose presence always puts us on the side of the majority. And a millennia later, a group of dreamers looked at the odds stacked against them and then at the one who was for them and asked a crucial question in the midst of adversity. If God is for us, who is against us? The issue here is not opposition, but it's victory. We all know that powers and principalities and people can oppose us, but if God is for us, they will not prevail. 
I propose then that we change our beginning thought from if your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then you can achieve it, to if your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then with God you can achieve it. Thus, my message is very simple, a very simple one. Keep your dreams, no matter how far-fetched, how unreachable they may seem or impossible you believe them to be. For God, if God is for us, who is against us? We're going to encounter disappointments and setbacks along the way. For no one ever reached a goal without experiencing some setbacks. But setbacks are a part of progress, even as mistakes are a part of learning. Some setbacks can be so devastating and discouraging that we truly feel like giving up and our dreams seem lost forever. However, when we encounter such setbacks, there is a question you can raise in the middle of that setback. If God is for us, who is against us? Keep your dreams, beloved, no matter what opposition you encounter or who fails to actively support you. One of the most discouraging moments in the life of a dreamer occurs when she or he discover that, that, that some of those who were listed in the asset column I found now in the liability column. In other words, some people we had counted on being with us are either actively fighting us or failing to support us. Sometimes people don't do anything to hurt us, but then they don't do anything to help us either. They feel that their refusal to help is not hurting us. However, don't you know that dead weight is not easier to carry because it's not kicking? Dead weight is still a burden. And those who fail to support us can be just as discouraging as those who fight against us. However, when those whom we thought were assets turn out to be liabilities, let us remember our truest and greatest asset, and that is God. Keep your dreams, no matter how weak you may feel at any given moment. Show me a person who has never been discouraged, and I'll show you a person who's never tried to do anything or become anything worthwhile. Show me a person who has never doubted, and I'll show you a person who has never really believed. Show me a person who has never been afraid, and I'll show you a person who has never undertaken a challenge. Even the most positive among us feels negative sometimes. Even the most cheerful among us gets depressed sometimes. Even the most determined among us feels like giving up sometimes. Everybody has an Achilles heel in the spirit where Satan can reach and discouragement can touch. However, when we reach those moments in our lives 
ask that question if God is for us. Who can be against us? Martin Luther King Jr. dreamed of a nation in which his children would not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. He dreamed of a world in which nations would beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks and would study war no more. How could this battered and misunderstood prophet have such a dream that still speaks to the deep yearnings of our spirits and souls? King discovered the answer to a very crucial question. If God is for us, who can be against us? If your mind can conceive it and your heart can believe it, then with God you can achieve it. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have called, have been called according to his purpose. What then shall we say to this? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, will he not give us all things with him? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Is it Christ Jesus who died? Yes. Who was raised from the dead and who's at the right hand of God? Who, who indeed intercedes for us all? Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of Christ Jesus our Lord. Have you ever allowed yourself to dream, beloved? What would you look like? What would you what would you like to see happen in your life in the next few months? Perhaps you can start with your family. What dreams can you come up with for your family? What would what would you need to happen for your family to be happy? How about your spiritual life? What would you like to see happen in your relationship with God? How close do you want to be to him? What questions need to be answered in your heart and your mind? How can you go about finding those answers? What kind of dreams do you think God has for in other areas of your life? What kind of dreams has God put in your heart for this church? What would a God-sized dream look like for life and ministry here at Ebenezer? Yes, we believe God wants us to finish and restore our campus, particularly the Sims building. And, and we believe he wants us to be a hub for this community. I wonder what he has in mind. Is anybody dreaming God-sized dreams for reaching and helping kids and teens and young adults and singles and families and single-parent families and the elderly and the shut-in? God, how do you want to use us to bring healing and life to people in our community? 
I really believe that God wants to give you a God-sized dream that will stir up your passion and utilize your gifts so you can meet your human needs. Let me close with this. When I was a student at my beloved Morehouse College, I was part of the Morehouse College Glee Club. It was the official singing aggregation for the school. And, and one of the most poignant numbers we used to do was deeply inspirational. It was called The Impossible Dream. And it goes like this, to dream the impossible dream, to fight the unbeatable foe, to bear with unbearable sorrow, to run where the brave dare not go, to right the unrightable wrong, to love pure and chase from afar, to try when your arms are too weary, to reach the unreachable star. This is my quest, to follow that star, no matter how hopeless, no matter how far, to fight for the right without question or pause, to be willing to march into hell for a heavenly cause. And I know, if I only be true to this glorious quest, that my heart will lie peaceful and calm when I'm laid to my rest. And the world will be better for this. That one man scorned and covered with scars still strove with his last ounce of courage to fight the unbeatable foe and to reach the unreachable star. And so my word to you today is follow your dreams. Though they seem like they will never be achievable, follow your dreams. Do what's right and be willing to go through hell itself in order to reach the ultimate goal, in order to reach the unreachable star. For I declare today that God is for us, that God is with us, that God is ahead of us, leading us along the way, that God is behind us, pushing us forward, forward in our work for Him. God is underneath us, serving, sustaining us, and supporting us in the work that He has given unto our hands. Our dreams are the golden ladder by which we climb to heavenly places. Live your dreams. Know that if God is in you, can be against the word of God for the people of God and all of God's people say, Amen and Amen. We're going to open the doors of the church at this time. Perhaps there's someone here, someone here that would like to give their life over to the Lord. We want to extend an invitation to you to join with us here at Ebenezer. Perhaps you are watching via live stream. We invite you to send us your contact information that you would like to be a member. Just fill us your email address and just say, I'm interested in being a member. And one of our deacons will reach out to you. The doors of the church are open. You can come by letter. 
You can come by Christian experience. We just want you to come. We'll open the doors of the church as the musicians lead us at this time. Is there one today? Is there one? I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. I just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. Come on, come on, come on. You know that. Join with us. I love you, Jesus. I worship
integrate them in our in-person worship. Amen. Amen. And so you get got a chance to come out next Sunday for Communion Sunday. And that's going to start the trajectory as we move to the second Sunday where we celebrate 119 years. Boy, y'all, y'all clap like 119 ain't a long time. Let me tell you, it's a long time. Raise your hand if you're 119 years old. All right, there. So if anything gets to live for 119 years, we all celebrate. And you should know that it's not by accident that we have been here 119 years. What does that say to you? That God is not through with you yet, Ebenezer? Are y'all looking at me funny? Okay, all right. Amen. I wish I had some stuff that was 119 years old that still was in good order. Praise you, the Lord. But we're going to be celebrating with Dr. Ozzie, Reverend Dr. Ozzie Smith on the second Sunday in June, and we are so excited. So you can start telling folks, hey, get your shot. Come on, Ebenezer. Get your shot. Come on, Ebenezer. Amen? Amen. 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 Let's remember our announcements. Remember those who we will be standing with this week. And let's continue to pray for the sick among us and be kind to one another. Let's stand to our feet. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling, to him who's able to present you before his Father with exceedingly great joy, to the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor and glory, now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. God bless you. We shall see you next Sunday.
Thank you. Uh, they're about to do uh, a couple of interviews. So um, uh, Deacon Taylor and Sister New Church. So uh, thank you. So we're going to have to kind of have it quiet. Amen. <laughs> 